Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, before we start, I would like to start with a trigger warning. Uh, the Mom Cave, please start us off. Yes, thank you, Stassi. Thank you for having me back for another really important topic. But we did want to start with a little bit of a trigger warning as we start talking about mental health in the content creation community. It might contain themes that may be triggering, um, like depression, suicide, grief, or other sensitive topics. So uh, if the, any of those might be triggering for you, you, you might want to forego this podcast. But thank you for having me back. Of course. Again, I'm very happy to be back because when I started posting that we were doing a mental health podcast, everybody thought it was for content creators and what it's like to be a content creator. That's what everyone was screaming out to me. And I was like, actually, no, it's about mental health. And you're going to be really sad because we talk about a lot of deep topics. They're like, that was really good and really sad. But do you think you can do a content creator one? I was like, <laughs> Let's do it. I was like, I was on our list to do anyways. Um, so the mom cave, thank you for coming back. For anyone listening for their first podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you. Uh so I I am a grandma and a wife and a mom of kids about your age. Uh when I was on my 50th birthday, I decided, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube channel because why the hell not? So I did. And here we are going on three years. And I've been part of the content creation community on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram for about three years now. I make machinima, which is basically using a game. I use The Sims to make movies. And I have a long running series now on YouTube uh, called The Curse. Um, you can watch it there. And then when I'm not creating content and I'm not uh, with my family, I am working as a mental health coach. Um, and what that means is as a mental health coach, I help people create strategies in their lives to improve their overall well-being emotionally, uh, physically, spiritually, all of the above, just to kind of really help their mental health. And the reason why I'm really excited, well, not just the only reason, because I love talking to you, Stasi. But the reason why I'm really excited about this is over the last several months, I have really shifted my focus in my coaching, my personal individual coaching practice to want to focus on content creators because of my own experience in the community as a content creator and seeing in the content creation community how mental health um really isn't something that's talked about. And it it's it's a big factor for online content creators. So whether you create for YouTube, whether you're in gaming or not, whether you create for TikTok, uh, Instagram, it doesn't matter. If you're out there and you're visible and you're creating content for others to watch, this podcast is absolutely going to, to be um, directed towards you. And so I'm excited because I am focusing my coaching niche, uh, my private coaching niche, to really be heavy towards those who create content, to help content creators um, expand their tools so that they can remain internally healthy so that they can continue to do what they love. So that's a little bit about me, um, and I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you so much, Thong Cave. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk about... Um these like what we're going to talk about being like a content creator especially kind of really being burnt out um as we were talking before I'm really starting to feel it for the first time in like me being Stassi um I'm really starting to feel burnt out so I'm really hoping to get some tips and tricks here um mm -hmm. because I gotta do some I'm, I'm going on a week of restless sleeps and I'm just I just need to like relax my brain but Let's get started. Uh, question number one, uh, what are the hidden uh, aspects of content creation that no one talks about? Uh, what what you just said? <laughs> I think the burnout. I think the burnout. There's, I, there's so much about becoming a content creator. So I'll just share from my perspective. And, and I'm going to make a huge assumption mm -hmm. that many who are watching this are going to be like, oh my God, me too, right? So- I, I started at 50. I was like, I, I literally checked everything off my bucket list. What do I do? And I had started playing the Sims and for just my own escape. And I started watching on YouTube. I was like, that looks like fun. I think I'll give it a try. Sure. I'll start my own channel. 
why not? My family's like, what? Okay. Um, anyway, so I started it because it just looked like fun and it was going to be this fun, fun, creative thing that I was going to do. And it has been, but uh, what, what happens in content creation, what often for those who really kind of lean into it and dig into it and start, uh, it start, starts to really become a big part of our lives because it takes a lot of time. It, this isn't a hobby that that often we can kind of do and then put down and then expect it to continue. You have to constantly be at it. Like you're all of your free time at some level. A lot of it, it most of it is taken up in becoming a growing content creator. And for some, it becomes their whole career. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that for many, that's like, oh my gosh, the pipe dream. But there's so much behind that to make that happen and that that we don't see behind the curtain. So some of the aspects of content creation that we don't talk about is we don't talk about how much time and energy and work goes into it. We don't we don't talk about how many of us have gotten into this because our mental health uh, maybe wasn't the best. And so we we wanted a distracted. We wanted something creative to do. And so we started doing this thing and, and it's been great. But then um, the escape kind of starts to wear, wear off down the line the more work you start to do. And then we can kind of cycle back to what started us from doing it in the first place. Like that, those you can't really run from poor mental health. We really have to deal with it. Um, so that's the one piece and burnout, huge. Nobody talks about burnout. Well, I would say nobody. I, I, I haven't really heard many talking about it when it comes to becoming a content creator. I don't know if any content creator came into this thinking, oh, I, I'm going to get burned out at some point. But I can tell you, if you're thinking, uh, mark my words, if you listen to nothing else in this podcast, put a pin in this. If you're thinking about becoming a content creator, you will come to a point at some point where you're going to either get tired and or start to feel burned out. You can't because there's just so much work that goes into it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that if you feel that that you failed, it's that when that happens um, or if that really starts to happen to where it's, it's really kind of chronic burnout, um, then, then that's, that's your signal to do something different. And, and I honestly wish somebody had told me that, I mean, I mean, who was going to tell me that my family didn't know my, my son, well, didn't, he didn't have a YouTube at the time, but I mean him too, you know, he's got this huge following on YouTube and, and, he, you know, we talk about it all the time about how, discouraging numbers can be in comparison and jealousy. And we're going to talk about parasocial relationships and online relationships and creative, creative community relationships and how those can kind of unravel as well. But there's just so much inside kind of behind the curtain. And then once you get into the community that I, most creators don't know about. So that's kind of the, the overview of what we'll talk about today. I, I definitely like that. It's so true. No one says to you the first day you join Instagram, Hey, like any time between the next, like one to three years, you're going to like super burn out and but you're <laughs> going to enjoy it while it lasts, but you're starting. To, and then the question is, is like, once you're burnt out, how do you mm -hmm. get out of being burnt out? Which I'm definitely sure, um, we will talk about and get those tips, but see, the I'm thing is, is a burnout. I just, I like for me personally, it's just, uh, this podcast is really starting mm -hmm. to burn me out because I made an unrealistic goal of something that I mm. really wanted to achieve. I'm a, I'm a goal oriented person. So I think it's just more, I keep trying to push the envelope and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and hoping that, um, I keep, you know, they're going to let, they're going to find this podcast and they're going to like, this is like the coolest thing ever. And like, and just keep going and going and going. But I'm getting to the point of just being like, well, I have, I have guests booked for season three. I haven't even formally announced season. I mean, there's going to be season three, but I haven't like formally announced it yet. I think it's just starting. We're talking about pressure. We're talking mm -hmm. about pressure of just having to fall through with everything. And it's yeah. not that that's the burnout. I think it's just I have like 50 people signed up for season three and I don't even know mm -hmm. if I'm going to have 50 episodes kind of like, like that idea of it just kind of being like, mm -hmm. this is blowing up and people want to be on here, but I have to tell people like, no. And then like, you're going to have to wait like a year if you're going to want to mm -hmm. be on this because I, my filming schedule is ending in April and I'm not filming again until November. So 
you gotta wait and they're like but that's so long and I want to be in your show now and like I'm like I've had these interviews booked for months I'm so sorry we're gonna and- talk about boundaries I think that's like a question chat but anyway on- I I do I do I want to I want to can I just speak to it you just said something really important yeah um the the re- the expectations we put on ourselves as content creators and then the people also around us who again see what we do want to be part of it in some way whether it's watching it or actually be part of it um that can put a lot of pressure on content creators so i would say yes that does that probably is is a, a bit part of the burnout because you know, we, we put these expectations on ourselves where we want to get this done mm-hmm. and then, oh, we want it to get bigger or for some, we see this creators doing this thing. Well, we got to do that too. Right. So that pressure, to, that comparison, that sometimes even some jealousy, the things that comes up can come up mm-hmm. if we're not, you know, in a focused mindset of our, why, you know, why are we doing this? We're going to talk about our why in a little bit, but I, I think one of the things you said that's really important is the expectations we put on ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the communities we build around our work. So for example, I have uh, multiple productions planned out through the end of this year and into beginning next year, right? Mm -hmm. I have a full feature film. I have my, my series finale. I have my um, original series. that's remastered. I have a discord with, I think it's 56 voice actors. They're all ready to work and I'm, you know, getting work as much as I can to them, but it's like that pressure to say, oh gosh, I didn't get that script. And like, like I wanted to this month, I got to do it again. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't get this episode out and I wanted to get it out because life is, going to do what life is going to do. And then also like those deadlines we're putting on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that can build, I think, I think that comes along with the boundaries we're going to talk about that can really build on the stress of being a content creator and the pressure that we can put on ourselves of having to do these things that we have in our mind without giving ourselves the flexibility to step back when we need to step back. Um, Also, I, I love that. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And a lot of it, a lot of us started throughout the pandemic and we'll talk about that now is mm-hmm. when we we're in the pandemic, we weren't really doing much. Now we're kind of back getting back into our normal lives. Things are starting to really pick up again. Is it, do I hang out with my friends or do I create mm-hmm. an episode? Do I make a chapter? Do I, do I do this? But let's get to the next question. Yeah. Uh, let's content, do it. content creators are entertainers. And there's pressures to put yourself out there as a certain persona that we're always on, whether we're live or taped in our content. Um, yes. I'm sorry if I also butchered that. I I tried really hard. <laughs> 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 you know, I would not agree more to that. Um, so it's really funny. I read because I, I read this today when you sent it to me. My original idea of Stassi was being a completely different person was literally mm. just just I was gonna have fun colored hair um I was going to be like like <laughs> and like a little bit more and then um I couldn't afford hair extensions at the time because it was a pandemic I couldn't afford hair like hair dye to dye the extensions I already had so it just kind of nixed that but I wanted to create my own persona to protect Jennifer which is like who I am because Stassi mm-hmm. and Jennifer are two very different people I'm just it's me though and when I try to explain that to people they're like but are you bipolar and I'm like no it's just Stassi says whatever Stassi thinks Jen on the other hand is a bitch and will hurt you but Stassi's (laughs) fun Jen seen some shit but but that's the whole point like yeah and always being on um I've had comments and podcasts being like, you didn't sound like you were having a good time in my, like in this interview. And I'm like, I, I was, this, this could have been the fourth or fifth interview of the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't sound as chipper as I typically do. Um, but yeah, like you have to be on because you'll get mm-hmm. called out if you're not being on because they have this persona of who you think you are but they don't actually know who you are. You just created it. Like, this is who I am. And it can really chip away at you because Mm -hmm. I get called out all the time. Now, when I talk to people, they feel like they're being interviewed. 
not that I'm actually having a one-on-one conversation with them. They just always constantly feel like I'm asking them interview questions. Like in your real life? In my real life. Yeah. Because you're time. so used to be in this, in this persona. In this and I'm so used. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm so used because I'll just ask people and I'll be like, why are you interviewing me? I'm, I'm like, I'm not. And I'm like, but you're, you're asking me like, you're like, you're being saucy in an interview. Like, can you, can you please be Jen or Jenny and just talk to me like a human being instead of being like, so the weather, you know, so. <laughs> I, you know, I, that's, it's, it is so true, especially I, there's different type of content, right? There's that content where we're, we're front and center. So if we're streaming or on these videos or, you know, people who do the let's plays or, um, uh, any kind of content, TikToks where you're just kind of your face is there and people are watching you and your expressions and, and all of that. That's, that's one form where you're definitely on, you know, mm-hmm. you're on and some, some bring that, that alter persona and that's their character and they want to bring that some bring themselves, you know, just their authentic self. Like I show up and, and that's who I am. Um, it really kind of depends on the content and the genre and what, what kind of, um, just what are you putting out? Like which, what kind of content you're putting out? But I, I think what's important is regardless of whether it's your face, it's your art, it's it's your voice, it's whatever, you're still there. Like you're still this persona. You're still this person. People on YouTube, some, unless they've, they've watched my Let's Plays, my viewers and my, you know, all of my viewers out there, mm-hmm. they, they know, they know Mom Cave. You know, they know TMC Creative, they know Mon mm-hmm. Cave, they know The Curse, they know The Crown, they know Foxbury, they know all of my productions. And, you know, I get messages when it's been a while and I'm done when, hey, you going to bring this back? When are you going to bring this back? It's like, oh, <laughs> I'm trying, you know, uh, but they know me through my art. They know me mm-hmm. through my content, through the movies. And then, you know, the the people who kind of, because I've been out there, I've been on Twitch um, and live and, and this and, and on Twitter. And so people kind of kind of know me personally, um, or at least semi-personally. And um, and so there's there's this this expectation sometimes where you feel like, you know, you I how do I say this? So so like you've created this persona for yourself, whether Mm -hmm. you're putting your real face, your fake face, your hair, your real hair, whatever. So you you create this persona. For me personally, I think creating a persona of mom cave is like the, the machinima person, um, one of them anyways, and then the mental health person and the supporter of the community. And, you know, everybody's mom, everybody calls me mom and I hug everybody. But what about when I have a bad day? What about when my mental health is in, is shit, you know? And so as a content creator, we feel like if we're not feeling that persona, we can feel, I should say we all do, but we can feel like if I'm not feeling like I can be the kind of machinima person and teacher or whatever, or I can be the mental health person who's, who's helping and leading and in the DMs with people and talking them through and talking them down and things like that, which I I've loved doing. Mm -hmm. But when, when my mental health isn't in the best place or I'm feeling tired and burned out, um, content creators can feel like they're failing. Mm -hmm. So you can feel like if I'm not in that persona all the time, like there's this pressure to always be on and not letting yourself just step out of that person and into your real life can be challenging because you can feel bad and and then acknowledging when you need a break can feel bad because you feel so much pressure around that persona we're gonna maybe maybe we can shift to parasocial relationships now this might be a good sure skip up here let's just skip to that because so parasocial relationships are there's a couple different relationship types a parasocial relationship is a one-way relationship. So it really applies to the viewer mm-hmm. and the entertainer. <clears throat> so your viewers, your listeners, my viewers, my listeners, uh, they will they see the entertainer like all the time. So they see us, they they feel very familiar with us. We are very open and and authentic and and so they feel very connected to the entertainer. In a way that for some can become this expectation of 
that entertainer owes more of themselves. Like, well, you didn't tell us this is, this was, and I've seen these comments and I just want to like grab these people by the nape in their neck and say, we need to have a talk, honey, because that's Mm -hmm. not the way. Um, where they'll tell entertainers, well, you put yourself out there. So we have a right to know what's going on. And I don't think it's just content creators. We have that with, you know, movie stars and stuff too, but, um, parasocial relationships can put this pressure on entertainers to feel like they have to, we have to, um, be what the viewer wants us to be. Like we have to be putting out content. Like it's what's expected. We have to, like you said, we, we have to look like we're having fun all the time. Well, having fun you know we have to we have to be a certain way because we're on because we're entertaining and that persona has to always be on and so with those parasocial relationships that are one-sided that's where we're going to talk about boundaries later really important especially as you gain more visibility as we gain uh more more viewers more fans um it's there's a safety issue there too like we have a right to our personal lives. And that's one of the things that content creators don't realize, may not probably don't realize until they've started to gain some notoriety. And then you have some who have just, and I've talked to to some who are my friends who just, you know, they kind of blew up overnight. Like all of a sudden they had all of these viewers are like, oh my God, what's going on? And just kind of how that can feel like I'm not prepared for that. Right. And so just just wrapping our minds around the fact that there there does need to be some distance between us as creators and that persona sometimes. And that can also contribute to some of the burnout. I like that. I didn't even know that like that type of relationship existed until mm-hmm. today. And and that makes sense because like I mean, like think of like I think I think the best example of this would be like keeping up the Kardashians, right? So mm-hmm. the show came out like what, 10, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, it's got it's the Kardashians now, but we watched their inner circle and we saw what they did and that's what the story was about it wasn't about what businesses they owned or Mm -hmm. them doing it it was them sharing their lives with us and being open and then we wanted more from them because like well if you're sharing this I want to see more I want to I want to keep going further I want to get to know the real you because you're putting yourself out there so what's the real you like yeah and maybe we're not ready to share the real you a lot of people on my podcast especially they choose for no camera because they're not comfortable having their face on screen and Mm -hmm. I have said many times it doesn't it's okay I will post I will put whatever photo you want there can be literally anything it could be just a an emoji of a smiley face if that's what you so chose to wanting to be there I would do that because that's what you're comfortable with doing or people who twitch or have their face on there like people think they know me like people Mm -hmm. who have never met me think that they know me and that's crazy to think about because I would say there's only one person that 100% knows me and that's me. And that's you. (laughs) And that's me, right? And like, I would say that my fiance and my family and then my close friends know me, but some Mm -hmm. listeners are like, like, you wouldn't say that. And I'm like, I would, because that actually, yeah, yeah, because I, I, I advocate for women's rights. So, you know what I mean? So it, it is crazy to think that a stranger thinks that they know me better than they know me because for the last year like many years we've had mediums of these reality tv stars giving us Mm -hmm. glimpses of their everyday lives thinking that you know them but when it comes down to the situation do you actually know them or do you know the persona of them that they want you to see and they want you to like did I get that right? Yes. I think I, yeah. You did get it. You got it all right. Very, there you go. I, well, I, you got it right. You got it from your perspective, right? There's yeah. no wrong answer because that's your perspective. That's, you're like, this is my experience and I've seen this in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we're no Kardashian by any stretch of the imagination, but we have eyes. I mean, like I, I, I was just talking to my, I think it was my husband mm-hmm. the other night and I was telling him, it just floors me if, if you take what close to 90,000 people and put them in one place. I don't yep. even know how many stadiums that's going to feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been around that many people. <laughs> um, 
and you put them in one place and that's how many eyes have been on my content. Mm -hmm. Just that's just on YouTube. And to me, that's, you know, in the grand scheme of YouTube, it's not huge, but in the grand scheme of mom cave of me, your granny, it's big. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh my, it just, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. But I mean, I think about that and it's, it just, it, it really brings into perspective how visible people can be. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I want to say to content creators directly, like for me, I have, I have different places where I post different content based on the viewers. So my YouTube content is uh, pretty different than the content that's on my, my main Instagram, which is, you know, very, um, uh, very family friendly and nice. And to my, to this new story I'm doing, which is, is, is much more uh, uh, mature, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, um, you know, because it's just the different audiences and what do they want? And I don't, I don't mind catering to that as long as I can be creative. I will never do clickbait. It's just not my thing, but um, you know, that's, that's what the, uh, the different audiences want. And so I can just kind of see how, if we're doing that in different places, if, if one person sees this persona in one place and then sees the content in another, like, well, that's not consistent. It's like, it is consistent because it's the same creator making it. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to say to creators is just make your content, do what feels good for you. And, and you know, if we want to just start talking about burnout, um, if, when we stop creating for us and we start creating for the numbers Mm -hmm. we stop being creative because we're not creating for ourselves anymore and i don't know maybe some get into this to to for the numbers and that's fine if that's you and and that's what you're doing you want to build a platform based on you know, building and growing and however that looks. And then I, I know that there's some definite niches where that's important and I'm not harshing on that, but, but as a creator, as a creative person who's creating um, like art and that's what most online content creation is, is it's mm-hmm. some sort of art form. When you start catering to the numbers to the comparison of what that person is doing because they have more numbers than me. So I got to do that too. If it doesn't feel right in your, in your creative soul, mm-hmm. you're going to hate it. And it's going to be, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. You're going to be spinning your wheels because it's going to be, ju- it's going to be harder work than creating for what you love. And you're going to, you're not going to like it. It's going to become a job. And unless you want it to become a job, that's fine. But if you're doing it to be a creator and to mm-hmm. be a creative person um, who wants to put that out there, I'm going to argue and you, people can come at me all you want, but I'm going to argue that you're going to burn out faster than anything if you're creating for the numbers. Mm-hmm. And so so those who kind of get obsessed on it, yeah, I get excited about numbers because then I think like, I think of it in terms of human beings actually looking at my stuff and it's not like my family that I forced to watch this shit. But it's like, it's like, um, actual people want to watch this and, and it, it makes me happy and it's like, okay, I want to keep doing it. Um, but if you're, if you're creating for clickbait, if you're creating for the clicks and the likes and the the numbers, um, and that's all you're focused on because you want your numbers to be better than that person, or you're looking at the numbers, you're letting this define you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I've seen so many creators who crumble under their numbers. They just crumble. Like they're they're brilliant, brilliant, very creative, very talented, but they crumble under the numbers. They're like, you know, I I only got this many views or you got this many likes and you know and it just it's it that will burn you out faster than anything that will discourage you faster than anything is if you focus on the numbers and forget your why mm-hmm. and remember why did i start doing this in the first place and i i think i i've fallen into the trap myself and that's why i can speak to that is when i've focused on the numbers i stopped creating when i focused on creating the numbers really didn't matter that much to me mhm and so um, the mom cave that, that nails it home perfectly for 
this girl over here um mm-hmm. as being storytellers um we do not get the ea spotlights as builders do and cast yeah. does we get really thrown off to the side especially mm-hmm. on instagram if we do more than uh, I think it's eight photos. It's deemed as a heavy post, which doesn't get broadcast. And the only way you can get shown is people share it. So storytellers pages really crumble. You have mm-hmm. to be really on it if you want to get people to listen. I've talked great lengths about um, that, especially with Rose Chronicles, because again, I kind of just post it and I run away and then I come back in three days and I keep posting because it, that's my passion project. And I'll never stop until it's done. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the beginning, I used to be crushed by like, oh, man, like no one's liking it. Or I would actually I had a lot of readers at the beginning and they've really dwindled the last year just because they don't have Instagram anymore. So if they don't have Instagram. How are you going to read me? Some of some of the people just follow me on their personal and they're like, I'm done with Instagram, but I want to see what's up with Alexa and Oliver. I got that. And I appreciate that. And I know that now, but like back then, I, cause I'd be like, Oh my God. Like I remember, po- like I remember some story posts would get like three, 400 likes. I'm mm-hmm. at like a good, like 70 now. And I'm like, that's pretty good. But again, yeah. it's, I stopped because I kept, well, cause I, I got a lot of flack at the beginning. Cause like your storytelling process is too slow. You're only releasing one, episode, one chapter a week. So I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do two a week. And I have done that for about a year. And people are like, I love it. And then I did three. Now I'm starting to do three a week if it's like a special chapter or a 10 part or a three part. And now they're like, slow down. You're releasing content too fast. I'm like, fuck you guys. Okay. I mean, I love my readers. I love love you (laughs) guys so much. But like, like, I'm just trying to like make you guys happy. (laughs) Like, I just want that. Or with, with this podcast, like I, when I first started, I was just talking because uh, uh, me and uh, Nard Villain just had our summer spotlight uh, last mm-hmm. weekend and, we were, and he, he had podcasts. We were, we were, we were, you know, sharing war stories as one would say of what mm-hmm. it's like to be a podcaster. And I, I told him, I said, at the beginning, I really gauged my day by listens. How many mm. listens I had would gauge my day. If I had a lot mm-hmm. of listens, I had a great day. If I had no listens, I had a bad day. Being like, what the fuck? Like, I just, like, I thought this interview was going to blow off. Like, this was like a really cool interview. And it's like, yes, nothing. And I'm just sitting there fucking banging my head against the wall. But two weeks later, I put a random podcast out there. Damn, the like shit just blows off. It just off. fucking yes. blows off. And I'm like, well, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same everything. It comes out on the same day. It comes out at yeah. the same time. It comes. What's the difference? And then it just, you literally start like going insane. And then again, you got to do it for yourself. Like you said, but at the same time, like I'm doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for my listeners, but I'm also doing it for myself. But why isn't this taking off? But this episode took off, but that one didn't take <laughs> off. Do I need to do more podcasts? Cause like right now, like I'm having phenomenal listens this month because mm-hmm. I'm, I have, re- I have released more podcasts this month. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about that. If you're releasing more content, you're going to get more viewership because you're releasing more content. But if you have a normal content month, you're going to go back to your normal numbers. Right. So, yes. And how sustainable is that? That's, I think that's my point. And that's my question, Stassi is, mm-hmm. is if if you want to do it for the numbers to grow because you have this goal to grow because that's what you want to do then do it that's fine i mean yeah. again back to my son like he is i don't he has over a million i don't know if he's probably at two million views because of his damn desk okay listen i spend i spend <clears throat> upwards of 15 16 18 hours or more mm-hmm. more probably 30 hours some mm-hmm. on a freaking episode yeah. of the crown. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's do the math. What is it? What did I say? Like three hours more now because I put more work into it for every yep. minute of finished content for a machinima for a 30, 40 minute episode. Mm-hmm. And this mother you can say person, it. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't my son, I would finish, but <laughs> I'll be nice to my son because he might listen, Jordan is like he puts out this for his desk but you know what he's smart what he's doing is he's he's doing he's doing it because he knows his why 
Yeah. He knows his niche, he knows his focus, and he's focused on that. He knows how to grow his channel, and that's his goal, and that's his focus, and that's great. So if that's your goal and that's your focus, then then focus on the numbers in a healthy way. Focus on, on the trends. Focus on what you need to do to hit your goal, because if that's your why, then you're following your why. My point is... You know, if your why has always been that you want to put out this creative content, you want to put out these stories, you want to put out some sort of art, or you want to put out something that is really just kind of coming from you and not out here, mm-hmm. then let the numbers incur, let the numbers kind of be there um, and, and celebrate the milestones, your milestones, not your milestones compared to their milestones. Mm-hmm but your milestones and then create content, but never, never let the numbers define you because that will burn you out faster than anything. And that's one of the things that we don't talk about in content creation is, is, is how it can really, because we put so much of ourselves, I get it. Um, but, but we, we, we have to be really careful with that as content creators, because that, that'll, I, I think I've seen more in the last three years, more content creators quit Mm -hmm. because of, that than than anything else i i totally i totally agree um and something I, before we before we move on to the next topic i want to talk about and this is specifically for the builders i know i just bashed on you for you guys getting more likes because you do and i talk about all the time how you guys get more likes but being part of builder collabs is a lot so mm-hmm. i got invited to one last year for the first mm-hmm. time in a while because as I always said, like, I'm a builder, but like, am I a builder? Or am I just, you know, a storyteller? Because that means I'm a builder too. But I also tell a story with characters, like Cass. So um, I had a really big summer come up to me and say, would you like to join my club? And I said, absolutely, for sure. That's fine. Um, and then I talked about that. I was on a builder club. And then, there, and then I had someone else say, do you want to join my club? And I was like, sure. I mean... I'll take, I'll join your club. It's fine. I'm now part of five builder clubs. Okay. So it, I would say that's the biggest thing I hear from uh, builders is that they feel so burnt out from saying yes to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Start saying no, just say I can't. And even if it hurts their feelings, because it's your friend, if they're your friend, they'll understand because Mm -hmm. you can't say yes. Cause like, have I said yes to every interview on this podcast? Yes, I have. I've never said no. Um, have I wished I said no sometimes? Yes. Yes, I have. Because mm-hmm. I wish I would have waited. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have not rushed out seven interviews in a weekend. Or I wish I didn't do five interviews in a day. Like, I wish I would have said, yes, you can be here, but you're going to have to wait instead of making that exception to the rule. Does that make sense? It does. It's a good yes. segue into boundaries. Yes. I think that's, I think that's perfect. We are not sticking to the question lineup, but yes. Okay. <laughs> actually we are. I'm watching. I'm like, we've actually done really good. We've just um kind of combined it and yes, I've covered actually. everything <gasps> so oh far. God. Look at, oh my God. Look it's, at it's like, I know how to do this or oh something. Oh my God. I know. I'm just sitting for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're good. we've got this we've got this we're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna get this yeah let's talk about boundaries let's let's talk about boundaries self-care circles of support all of them I'm just gonna lump it all into one thing but let's talk about boundaries so I mean I I'm with you on that with the storytelling hey you want to be you want to collab on this story nope don't I used to say yes all the time mm-hmm. but I stopped collabing uh with everybody for a good while for good reasons mm-hmm. um except for i have one collab with a really good friend that i really trust a lot and uh one that i agreed to um mm-hmm. earlier on that i you know i'll continue to do uh, because you know they're another friend of mine so that's that's a ways out but collabs in general i've said no to um you know there's the humans of the sims i've partnered with them quite a bit um but I think I I fell into that trap of people or not trap. I can't say it's, they trapped me. They didn't trap me. They mm-hmm. invited me, which I'm yeah. honored to have been invited. So people would invite me and say, you want to be the editor of this magazine? Sure. Burn me the hell out real fast. Other reasons, but 
but you know, that it didn't work out. It wasn't their fault. I, I, you know, I had taken on too much, um, mm-hmm. at the time and I did the best I could. And, and then, you know, things kind of had to go by the wayside. Uh, do you want to collab on this story? Sure. Collab on the story, do it. But then I have all these other things. Cause I, do you want to collab on this? Sure. Um, do you want to do this awards thing? Do you want to do this awards thing? Do you want to do this? Hey, we need, we want Mon Cave on this for Machinima thing. And we want this. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. And if I was like, mm-hmm. I'm saying yes to too much. I need to, I need to cut things out because I'm not doing my own stuff. And so those boundaries are really important because that's also where burnout comes as we overextend ourselves. So as we start to gain that notoriety in the community, we start to make relationships and friends and and it's fun. I mean, collabs are fun. Collabs are fun because we get to meld minds. I mean, look at you and I are doing this thing. This is really exciting and fun. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we just, I love the collabs that I'm on now. And I, I did at the time then too, but it can become too much if we feel like we have to say yes to everything. And I, and I think it's, it's every niche of the community, the storytellers, the machinimators, the, mm-hmm. the builders, the, the cassers, the let's plays. There's just, there's collapse everywhere and not just in the Sims community. I mean, you, we see it in the creative world. So you see it in music, you see it in, in, um, in movies, you see it everywhere. Collabing in a creative community is, is a natural part of building community. And I love it, but, and we just need to be careful with our yes. And I think that's where I want to talk about boundaries and boundaries around ourselves, boundaries around our relationships, boundaries around our energy. Because we only have so much energy. And and creator, if you're just getting started, take all of your energy and put it put it into learning, put it into your content. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you want to collab with someone, get yourself started to learn from them or to learn from each other, then do it. But be careful with your energy because as you grow and as 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 you get better and better and people more and people people come, um your energy is gonna start you have to parcel and part it out to different things and then you still have your real life like this it just consumed it can it will it can consume you and you want to keep that balance and so the first boundary i want to talk about is the boundaries around your energy and your time so things like collapse it's okay to say no like I, you said, said it perfectly well they're they're your friend then if you say no to them they're gonna be like oh yeah no worries mm-hmm. and you're gonna move on if they get get their panties in a lot over it then then you need to rethink if they're what circle that we're going to talk about in a minute are they going to fit into okay so put a pin in that the the next piece that i want to uh let's just pause there see if you have anything to say about boundaries before we get started i i totally agree um when it comes to brown and we I've, i've talked about like what it's like to be a podcaster especially mm-hmm. especially my podcast is it's it's a one woman show it's mm-hmm. me I put this all together but I have guests and it's the guests always wanting to you know they're very excited to be on here I think the one thing I really wish and I really want to hammer at home and I don't want to sound so ungrateful when I'm saying this comment but this is something that's really happened a lot the, the last little bit and I re- don't hate me for saying this out loud but people cancel for guests all the time it's it's second mm-hmm. nature right mm-hmm. but don't give me a no show tell yeah. me beforehand that you can't yeah, because I will re- I will reschedule it or if you're running late, tell mm-hmm. me, because mm-hmm. I have a rule. If it's 30 minutes after the start date, start time, you're done because mm-hmm. I have, I've, I've given you that 30 minutes. If you've not indicated to me that, um, you're not coming or you need to reschedule or you're running behind and you just a no show. Um, I really don't appreciate that because you're taking a spot away from somebody else who maybe really wanted that spot um you're also taking away from my time because right. maybe maybe we're only my my one or two interviews that day and both of them canceled and then I have now have a free day but I canceled my plans with everybody else because I I I've already committed to these interviews um so season three I'm going to work a lot more better on boundaries for me 
because I have missed a lot of events because Mm -hmm. I've committed to interviews months in advance. And that's something that I don't really want to do moving forward as much as I'm currently doing. I'm not going to do, because like currently right now I'm five months out in interviews. I'm never doing that again. I'm never being that far out ahead again. But again, I love my guests and I love my listeners, but that's just something that like, I really want to hammer home of what it's kind of like on my side. Again, I'm very accommodating. I'm very, I will reschedule with you. I will work with you, but you have to work with me at the same time. Or if I'm telling you my availability to do these podcasts and you're like, well, I don't, none of this works, do it on this day. And I'm just saying no. no. I just flat out say no. And I'm, they're like, well, I don't, yeah. don't want to be on here. And I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry we couldn't come to a peaceful mm-hmm. conversation of how to book. Um, you're more than welcome to come for season three. But again, I'm going to give you my time and this is when I'm going to do it. And if you can't do it, then I, I guess it's just kind of really not um, meant to be, if that if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, Stassi. What I want to say, just I'm going to put on my coach hat here for a second, a couple of things. So as a coach in a session, if somebody is 15 minutes late, I close the session and they have one more chance to reschedule. And if they Mm -hmm. don't, then it's fine. It means that they might not be ready right now. And that's okay. It's not anything against them. Um, And and there's nothing wrong with that. And when, when when I've talked about boundaries with clients, one of the, one of the most, or just anybody, anytime I've talked about boundaries, the clients and people I've worked with, one of, one of the, I'd say the number one hesitancy to setting boundaries that, that people have is that I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to hurt them. That's going to hurt them. And so I want to say something, put it on a bumper sticker, put it on a t-shirt, can we have Stassi mom cake t-shirts? That yeah, have this right on? here. We'll go right here. It's pure black. It's going to go right here. Right here. <laughs> I, wa- I want people to remember this. Okay. Boundaries hurt, mm-hmm. but they don't harm. Boundaries hurt, but they don't harm. It doesn't feel good when there's a new boundary there. It doesn't feel good because it's uncomfortable because you're like, whoa, what, what's that? That's Oh, that's okay. I mean, if we have enough emotional uh, maturity and and intelligence, and I'm not talking smarts, I'm talking about development around us and in us to be Mm -hmm. able to receive that boundary. It's like, okay, cool. No problem. That's a boundary. And then we kind of move on. But, but still it can feel uncomfortable. It may not even hurt. It just feels different, Mm -hmm. Um, but they don't harm. You're not harming anybody. And the only person that's going to be harmed by not putting the boundary and that limit there is you. and me and the creator. So we have to have those boundaries around ourselves that say, you know, this, this is kind of what I've outlined. And I mean, like in coaching, there's a contract and it says you have 15 minutes to show up for your session. Otherwise, if it's a no show, then that's fine. You you know, it's still paid because I've carved out that time. You've paid for that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's still paid for. And it's just, it's just ahead of time. We just understand that and things happen. And I get that, but I mean, just a a no show is, is a bit incourteous. And so uh, um, I think, I I think, um, I don't know, is incourteous word? Probably not. I just made it up. I like it. (laughs) I I liked your word. It's okay. (laughs) I, it's it. I make shit up all the time. Um, But I, I think that's really important for people to understand, especially, especially when it comes to a creator where we love our communities, we appreciate our communities, we appreciate the people who are partnering with us, who are helping us, who are there for us, who are watching our stuff, all of the, we love you, we Mm -hmm. love you, and we can still put boundaries around you, like, I love you, you and I have been on this thing together, like, since day one, Mm -hmm. but if you came to me, and were like, no, I'd be like, okay, you know, because it's, it's, it, that's healthy. It's healthy mm-hmm. to have boundaries. It's unhealthy to not have boundaries and have no limits around yourself and your relationships. Mm-hmm. Speaking of limits. Good segue. I? Yes. Let's segue. Let's into segue. Really important that I want to talk about. And that is circles of support, circles of energy, circles of life, however you want to call it. But I want you to imagine three circles, your inner circle very small. Mm-hmm. There's a second circle that surrounds that a little bit bigger. There's this third circle that surrounds that. And then there's, there's just a big space out here. Okay. Let's talk about the inner circle. That inner circle is to be protected at all cost. 
Mm-hmm. That is your inner circle. That is you and a handful of people that are so close to you. They know your story. They know everything about you. Uh, you're just, it's, it, it's all everything. That's your life. So like for me, that would be my husband, my kids, my best friend, mm-hmm. a handful of really close friends, but very, very like literally can count y'all on one hand. Okay. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. Because I've learned to keep that circle protected. Now that's your inner circle. That's your private life. Mm-hmm. Nobody has access to that unless you choose to let them in there. And that's a sacred space. Then you have your outer circle. That's the circle surrounding that. That's your support system. In that circle is, are people like, are people who who are not in the inner circle, but they're supporting that circle. So people who are neutral or who who are able to give you um, um, unbiased advice. So like counselors, therapists, physicians, clergy, um, uh, spiritual leaders, people, uh, people who coaches, mm-hmm. we're we're in that circle because if I'm your coach, you and I don't have a personal relationship. So whatever's going on in your life, I'm not invested in, and I can help support that circle. Mm-hmm. Outside of that circle are people that you love. You love them. They can be family. They can, hell, they can be like be your kids. I don't even know. I love my kids. Mm-hmm. They can be in my inner circle because, but um, that outer, that third circle, those are people you love who are in your life. They're very meaningful to you. Uh, you want them in your life. You're close to them. And you need them to be a little bit at a distance from you for your own mental health. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it could be that they struggle with boundaries. It could be that, you know, they've broken boundaries or there's just something about your dynamic with them that, that, that isn't healthy for you. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose who's in which circle. And everybody else, including your community, your fans, they're outside of those three circles. They're on the outside. They're not in any of those three circles because they're they're not in your life. They're part of your life, but not in your life. And it's okay. You love them. You can support them. You can be there for them, but you're not responsible for them. You're Mm -hmm. responsible for your platform, but you're not responsible for them. You're responsible for your behavior, but you're not responsible for them. So they go out there. So the other thing I want to say is, is you have the power to move people in and out of those circles at will. Mm -hmm. So people who are in the, in the inner circle, it's okay. You can move them out a couple circles if you need to. People in the outer circle, you might realize, move them in. Probably not the middle circle because that's a dual relationship and that's a whole other conversation. But um, keep keep your circles focused on mm-hmm. what you need as a person first. Keep that support around you as a content creator. And as you grow in a content creation community, be very aware of your intuition. And if somebody's behavior towards you, I can tell you this from my own experience of my t- intuition is, is freaking laser focused, like 99.999999% of the time I'm right. And I have been my whole life. It's freaky. My kids freak out all the time, but do I always listen to it? No, because of my own issues and shit that I'm, you know, working out of, of being a people pleaser and all of that. But, um, listen to it because had I listened to my intuition, I could have, I could have avoided a lot of, uh, experience that I didn't Mm -hmm. have to have in this community. Listen to your intuition. If something doesn't feel right in a relationship, it's probably not. So it's listen to your intuition. Um, but keep those circles sacred and keep those circles safe and keep them focused. Like, like we've talked about, because you need that support around you so that you do have, because at at the end of the day as creators, we love all of those people out in the world that are watching our content. I Mm -hmm. have not met more than maybe, well, literally in person, just you and a handful of the people, but 90,000 people, Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I don't know who these people are, but God, do I appreciate even if they've watched one minute, like they've mm-hmm. taken time out of their lives. And I love my, I love the people who watch. I love the viewers on, on Instagram and the people who are engaging in the stories and, and the people on Twitter. And I, I just, I love the community. I always have. 
and I've had this heart for mental health for the community and a heart for health in general and relationships in this community since the beginning. But I, and I, they're not in my inner circle. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've, there's a handful of you who are, and that's fine. Um, but, but they're not in there. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not going to be in there. So keeping those circles sacred is really, really important to maintain your mental health as a content creator. I think that is definitely such phenomenal advice, um, especially in the Sims community, because everyone is so lovely mm-hmm. and everyone's so well, especially in the Simstagram community, like everyone is so lovely and so awesome. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like you got to protect mm-hmm. your inner circle. Yes, because they they're your they're your fucking ride or dies. Yeah, they are right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or like, I feel like a content creator, like you may know somebody because again, you know their persona. Mm-hmm. But when shit hits the fan and you're having a bad day and you want to talk about that bad day with them, are they going to listen to you? Are they going to put you right. on red because they're busy with their own lives? If mm-hmm. I call up my girl and I say, "Yo, I was told today I was a waste of space at work. This is all true." This happened today. She Mm. literally messaged me and said, you are not a waste of space. You Mm -hmm. are an amazing human being. And don't let Mm -hmm. anybody tell you that. If I told that to one of my Sims fans, because again, I love my fans. I love you guys so dearly. I'm sure if I said, if my boss called me a waste of space today, I'm sure you've been like, well, tell him to go fuck off. And I've been like, I kind of did. When that comment was brought towards me. But again, it's my inner circle. I went with that too. It wasn't mm-hmm. my fans being like, no. I work in an abusive workplace. No. Well, and it, you don't want them to know that, right? Ex- That's exactly private life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Church has a church and state. I keep mm-hmm. Stassi's Stassi. Jen is Jen. Mm-hmm. Jen. When Jen has a Jen problem, we talk to, you know, my friends, like my real life friends. And when Stassi has a problem, we talk about the in the Sims community because I'm probably having somebody and a problem in the Sims community. It's probably there, you know? But again, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I don't like to, I don't like to, again, I don't like if I'm having real life problems, I sorry, Sim problems, I don't go to my best friends with it because they're going to be like, what? Right? They're going to be like, huh? What? But like, I can come to you and I'd be like, oh my God, Jen, guess what this person just came out of the freaking woodwork and said, and you'd be like, ew, oh ew. my God. Oh my God. What? Yeah. I, I would be like, my, my classic go-to is, did you tell him to fuck off? Like I, that's usually my number one. I, I skip to the pleasant. I don't, I skip past pleasure. He's like, go right. tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> I'm uh, that- I'd be like, <laughs> I, yeah, I did. Yeah, right? Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. Oh my god, I can't. And you're like, yeah, we did. Girl power, living our best life. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah, right. But like, girl, the- you and I have seen some shit together in this community. That's all I'm going to say. We don't need to go into detail, but we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I forget that sometimes that that happened, and then it gets uh-huh. brought to my attention. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that that happened. And I forgot about that until again <laughs> until it's brought up. Anyways. Anyways. Anyways, anyways, okay. Looking at the sheet of sheetness because we're co- we're almost at an hour. I'm so I'm so proud of Look us. Look at that. And we're actually we can wrap up or unless you have other questions. I, I went through my list. I think that's really it. This this is the beauty. I, I this is what I, what I call being a teacher. So this is no one else. This is this is a podcast. Someone's gonna see it. We have a list here, and it looks like a really long list. And I was like, this is gonna take us like two and a half hours to go through. Ah. Uh-uh. Not when you start talking, kiddos. You wham no. through shit quickly. I got you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we should wrap it up. I think this is perfect. I think this was a a, a much needed uh, podcast, especially for in the community. If you're a content yes. creator, you're feeling burnt out. These are chip tips and tricks of just learning proper boundaries. Uh, you know, learning what, learning who is in your inner circle and then moving them because, mm-hmm. like, maybe like. Someone who's in my inner circle, who I, again, my ride or die, maybe they're not in a good place. Maybe they're not my ride or die right now. Maybe they need to focus on their own things. Right. And then they can come back to my inner circle when yeah. they're ready to come back. Because again, relationships in our lives continuously change mm-hmm. throughout my whole life, like throughout anybody's life. 
Um, people who are your best friends in your 20s and 30s, you may never talk to them in your 50s or 60s. It's very yeah. common. But knowing I have the one people, friend, right? Yeah. Like I have five best friends. And I've, mm-hmm. I was in high school. I had I was fr- I was best friends with everybody, like literally everybody. And like my wedding this year, I have one high school friend coming because mm-hmm. I cut everybody else out of my life. I want yeah. nothing to do with them. But this one, we've kind of like we've kept like we we wish each other happy birthday every year mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that's yeah. kind of where we're at at this point and we like she'll like something of mine I'll like something of hers and that and that's where we're at where if it's my best friends they know I don't post anything about my life on my personal social medias so if I post something about my life on their personal they're like yo the Jen's hacked this is not her because <laughs> I, I it's not Jen <laughs> especially if it's like you know anything they're like yeah. that's not Jen that's 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 someone else but anyways mom cave <laughs> let's wrap this up because i got a cold glass of whiskey and the last of us waiting for me so all right girl okay well love you. What, i love you too why don't you tell everybody where we can find you before i close this you off. can find me on link tree link dot tree slash the mom care team see creative the mom cave somewhere i'll give you the link i don't know i keep changing my name you can you can find me on youtube under the mom cave on twitter the mom cave one on instagram instagram did i just say that yeah, instagram, instagram. Yeah. uh let's go with tmc.creative is the best place to find my stories and all of that and uh but link tree will be the best place and we'll put that that link uh in the comments I love it. Links are going to be below. Mom K, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks so much for coming back to talk about mental health, especially after our last podcast where it was, I was fucking hella sad. My mom listened to that one. My mom doesn't typically listen to all of these, but she, she had a a sad eye because she's like, it was heavy. It was heavy. It needed to be talked about. She was actually pretty impressed that I was pretty open about a lot of things. And she's like, wow, like you've really become an adult. And I'm like, we're going to be 30 this year. (laughs) It's time. time. I'm no longer a young adult. (laughs) I'm an adult now. I have bills to pay. Uh, Anyways, mom. Okay. All right, girl. Absolute pleasure. Please go check out the mom cave. Please check out the uh, the rest of my podcast. Please check out the mental health podcast. It is a very important podcast to listen to. Very, very important. And again, we all struggle with mental health in one form or another, and we cannot beat it by ourselves, but we beat it together Mm -hmm. as a community. So again, mom cave, love you as always. Have a great rest of your night. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.